We finished up our rankings a couple of weeks ago, but there were some guys that we looked at. We wanted to include them, but we just didn't have enough room. So we put them in a box, and we kept them on the side, and now we're ready to, to reheat our flame for these players. Do you get the bit yet? It's the leftovers episode. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up The Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Yo. And Tom. Hey, everybody. For now, you've just been traded for a pick swap in 2025. (laughs) To the Houston Rockets. To the Houston Rockets. (laughs) Hell yeah. We just feel that it's best for our rebuilding franchise to move on at this time. And, we, uh, we incurred Chris. Oh, Paul's, you know what? We um, incurred Chris Paul's contract, and we will look to move him immediately yes. as well. Yes. Bye. I will not be associated with <laughs> Chris picks. Paul in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting this um, <laughs> being <laughs> traded or the is. basketball style intro. That's how it is. Um, though I'm not prepared for comment at this. That's time. how the industry. You'll is. have to talk to my fucking agent. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna just let the lawyers handle this, but you know, obviously. No decision about the team is made lightly, and we appreciate all the time has given to the show. This is going on way too long. I'm yeah, sorry. There's no way uh, we can do it without Tom. Leftovers. I rarely end up eating them. Really good item in Pokemon. Restores 12% Fantastic. of your health after every move. Fantastic. You're going to want that. Nice. Especially with Snorlax. Kraft Mac and Cheese leftover. Better than out of the... Uh, Ab- Absolutely, the, the pot. I'd go a uh, lumberry on Snorlax. Personally, you can rest, <laughs> oh, wake no. up immediately. Yeah, you use good one call. good rest, good and then call. you you throw sleep talk on there. Yeah, and then when you're resting later, you just use sleep talk, and then you're trying to body yeah. slam, maybe crunch. So so you can meal hit ghost prepping types. You're trying to put me to sleep over there. We're gonna get to the episode. <laughs> meal prepping is that is what just... sleep talk is? What you just blabbed on about? No, that's that's pure <laughs> strategy. Oh, that's you see what I deal with every day. Shit. What? Meal prepping is just intentional leftovers. Yeah, sure. Yes. Right? You're too proud of that. I, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. But um but because it is. Yeah. yeah. But today we is. are talking about the leftover players that were left off of the rankings month episodes. These are guys that some of us believed in a little bit more than others, but we all kind of had towards the bottom of our rankings. We did 40 running backs and wide receivers and 20 quarterbacks and tight ends. We're not going to get to everybody. But we are going to talk about some of these people because, you know, it's not a 40 running back, 40 wide receiver league. It's, you know, there are going to be players who end up as wide receiver 62 who have a wide receiver and one there, level. There league. was a bunch of guys that were like kind of rated highly on our list, but didn't make it onto the episode. So it's a good, you know, point to bring them up and right. point them out as, you know, just because they didn't make the list doesn't mean that like we won't rate them as players that at that level as people who could make the top and 40 or whatever. Dare we call some of these plum picks? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I can feel it down in my plums. Insert drop here. Um, but yeah, absolutely. These are guys that, you know, we're feeling good about, even though they didn't end up on our ratings episode. And so because of that, they're getting some love today. We obviously start as we start the plum pick section every time with the quarterback position and almost every single time so that Tom and I have time to pull up our rankings. I'm ready. I've been Tom, ready. we'll go to you wow. because your quarterback is a guy that we have talked about 
before this show existed, and we will be talking about long after his career is over. It's a no-brainer if you know me. That's why I had it ready. Yeah, uh, very on have brand. To think about it. It's Matthew Stafford. He finishes last year in a pretty much what you would call a pathetic year from the outside Awful. as quarterback twenty. But here's the thing: the guy had a broken back. It's like that Mike Tyson easy. in that video. What kind? How, how did you spinal? Break it? Spinal. <laughs> there you go. And Matthew Stafford is going to be up to full health for his next fight, and that is the 2019 campaign. Marvin yeah. Jones coming back. Guy has not finished outside of the top 12, um, you know, ranking at the end of the year, aside from last year and 2014, since he was the starter in 2011. And mind you, I should have said inside the top nine, because generally he's QB7. Nice. 2017, 7, 16, 7. 2015, 9, 2014, as I mentioned, 15, uh, 13, 7, 12, <laughs> 9, 11, 5. And that 2014 wow. year, QB 15 is probably still somewhere in like the 250 point range. He didn't sink your team. No. Don, you're By exactly any means. right. It was QB 15 doesn't sink you at all. 253 points. Yeah. But this is a guy. A touchdown away probably This is a from guy who's had 10. a 343 point fantasy season. Yeah. yeah. He's a guy who's got a 290 fantasy season. He's got But I'm just saying, like, they're not devoid of talent either. No, and I mean, so, of course, they want to commit to the run. Of course, he had a bad year last year, and that only stirs the cauldron into the perfect little concoction to get Matthew Stafford for absolutely free. He used to be next to free, but now he's absolutely free. Yeah. Yeah. And he is my perfect little sweetie and my safety net because if I am waiting on, let's say, Lamar Jackson, Mitch Trubisky, Phillip Rivers, any of those guys we actually love— and they all go. You need Matt I got Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And no one's taking him, man. No, no one is taking him. No. And the guy is perennially in the top nine. Yeah. Usually top seven. Yeah. Very good. If you, and been top five. If you think he's going to repeat what he did last year, you're literally going against the statistical backing of the rest of his career that he's not going to do that again. Yeah. And I think it's way more possible that he ends up back where he belongs in the top ten quarterbacks than where he was last year where he was playing with spinal issues. Spinal. spinal. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, what QB have you had your eyes on since we did the quarterback rankings uh, so long ago? One of the guys I brought up even, I think, on the episode, Derek Carr. I kind of like him this year. I think the matchups will be a little easier. Their schedule shouldn't be too crazy difficult. And he has A, B. And I think just having a guy that's that good could really make you starter relevant and make you start worthy because he can just carry you. Uh and like I said, I don't think they'll play too many tough teams. They could, I could see them getting into shootouts with Kansas City, as they've shown they can do in the past. And, you know, I don't think he's going to be an every week starter. I don't think it's like Matthew Stafford, where you might be able to start him every single week, regardless of who they play. Uh, you're going to have to pick and choose. But I bet that Derek Carr has like five or six QB1 weeks. This year. Yeah. And I mean, not QB1 if, overall, but like in the top 10 quarterbacks. Even if you just think about all the drops that he's had to face. As a quarterback yeah. with Amari Cooper. Not to just jump on Amari Cooper. But why not? But that's a drive but stall, it's so much a fun. drive killer. He can't do anything yeah. in the red zone. You know what I mean? And you get a guy who's prolific in the red zone, never drops the ball. You know what I mean? Yep. So makes amazing catches, bails you out. Yeah, so he has a big catch radius. Antonio Brown obviously gonna help Derek yeah. Carr. Um, Derek Carr's baseline is probably around like that QB 15 area. Yeah, if he stays that's what I would think. He way. was QB 16 last year, I think, so or the, 17. The idea is, you know, you add Antonio Brown and you go up from there. And that's I what like I would think. Well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going with Kirk Cousins just because, like, he's the worst. He's really. always there, though. But he gets it done. He always does. That's what I've I've said on this show for three years now. 
He just gets it done, and he's coming back with his second full season with the best receiving core he's ever had in his career. At the cheapest he's ever been. At the cheapest he's ever oh, been. yeah. Like, you can get him in the Stafford range, probably. Like, no problem. Stafford, Derek, like, all three of these guys that we just mentioned, you can use your last pick on. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice, especially with You can with, prioritize with Cousins, defense like, over these guys. I wouldn't, I, like, I wouldn't go seeking out Kirk Cousins, but maybe if I drafted Thielen or Diggs, I would just wait and be like, yeah, maybe I'll take Cousins and just yeah. kind of stack them. It's kind of a decent idea. They combined for 19 touchdowns last year. He yeah. always finishes with a really good stat line, mm-hmm. like season long. But he has these up and down uh, weeks. He's but a roller coaster. The good thing about him is that if he rushes well in those weeks, that um, he's a little bit down because he, he's not like a traditional rusher. He's not like he a can Russell get you a Wilson couple touchdowns camp, though. But he's not devoid of value around the end zone. Yeah, he's, he usually finishes with like three, four, five rushing. He touchdowns. had a bit of a drop off last year, first year in, with with Minnesota. But you know, it could easily b- yeah. bounce right back. I mean, up. I remember a fantasy playoff game a couple of years ago where he rushed two in, and it was a yeah. knife and the twist in my stomach. Oh man! But you know, these things happen. Yeah, they sure do. They and, sure do. And if they do, they could. just so happen to happen at the right times, then he's you know. 15 plus most of the weeks right yeah and it's a perfectly good streamer option for when he's got those positive mass ups and if he has all three of these the guys Packers. are i think are elite streamer options oh yeah and you know like top of the line and if we're we're not wrong because we're calling them streamers and we don't have them ranked super high but if they don't pan out let's say Bye. the investment that you put in them Bye. is literally nothing yeah, yeah you just go to the next guy that we named yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah, just rotate yeah. those three oh, guys around try Derek Carr. Yeah. just round robin those three yeah you're right you could be you'll be fine doing yeah. that yeah. Uh, just to throw another name out there i really wanted to include sam darnold in this because i do think that like he's gonna yeah. have a great progression type year but his coach is the guy responsible for the slowest pace of play offense. I know in the that's weird, and he also doesn't like ever really feature a running back. But it kind of seems like they have to. And if he has Le'Veon on the field for every play, Darnold's obviously going to benefit. There's a little yeah. bit to figure out over right. there, and yeah. hopefully they do figure it out. Uh, hopefully we figure out what to say about the running back position because there's really not a lot going on with it right now. I have Jay Ajay as my identified player because none of us ranked him because he's still a free agent. But I do think that he could be a difference maker if he ends up somewhere that we think might be running back needy. It's going to be because of injury, right? That's it's probably going to be, be what comes out. Um, another guy we talked about is Adrian Peterson because of Darius Geis apparently is dealing with some hammy issues. Which, figure as a running back is very scary, especially at this time. It's just a total red flag. Yeah, like you're just going to be running on that hammy for the next like what <laughs> six months. Yeah, <laughs> just not good. Yeah, that's that's and a the scary. fact that he's kind of blasé about it is it can either inspire you to be like. Oh, well, it's not a big deal to him. Or right. it's like, well, are you going to treat it? Or are yeah. you going to yeah. just or, say, no, I'm good. And, <laughs> and this persists all year. Yeah, or right, you exactly. can immediately go to when he was blase about his torn ACL in the preseason last year. I know. It's you know, like that's just risky. how he is with his He's injuries. He's a gamer, Don. Yeah, and AP tore his shoulder last year didn't come off the field where was that last year or the year before that was last year he's a yeah. bionic man yeah he's a he's yeah. a, he a medical mirror he's a medical mirror yeah that guy uh, he got better after his acl tear shout out jj hopefully yeah when he for lands real. somewhere on my dynasty team please <laughs> <laughs> uh just some other running backs we felt like mentioning but tom and scott didn't really feel like putting their name behind any well of them. i've got i've got one for to put my name behind oh, okay let's go um, I think Kalen Balaj is interesting. Arizona State, of course. Yeah, I'm a I'm a bit of a Kenyon Drake truther though. Yeah, right now. I mean, I've got Kenyon Drake I'm as high as Drake running back 18. Yeah, he's climbing my ranks too. Yeah, and the thing is, is that Kalen Balaj is just so cheap. 
that it's really unavoidable. I think. Are you lo- looking at handcuff Drake with Kalen Balazs? I don't think it's a handcuff. I don't really think it's a handcuff situation. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't really. Depends. I mean, if if Kalen Balazs is around at the last pick, and I have Kenyon Drake, I'm not saying I won't draft him. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. But um, it, because he's going around that area. He's enticing. I mean, he could right. literally have 10 carries week one. Yeah. And no one going near him has that upside. Right. That's 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 the whole idea with that yeah. one. I'm a, I'm a Kenyon Drake guy, but I understand value. And yeah, it right. seems to be there for yeah, now. He could, be, he could easily be the Jordan Howard of the offense and, and have exactly. standalone value very right. easily. Ronald Jones is another guy. I'll walk the plank on him again. It'll be <laughs> He'll be outside the top 100 picks, which is really nice. And the upside of him being a starter in an offense that we all think is going to be really good is, you know, I think worth buying into that late in drafts. Just be wary and do it, you know, Are in you those rounds. Are you scared of Peyton Barber? Of course. But, I mean, Peyton Barber had how many car- how many games with 20 carries for, like, 45 yards last year? So yeah. Pretty much all of them. I feel like if you're just going to let some guy go out there and get two yards per carry, why not let it be the younger guy to try and see if you can, if you need to get somebody else or, you know. Yeah, the ground game spoiler is just alert, bad. They do. The ground yeah. game is just bad there. They need Very to go bad. back to Jaquiz Rogers. Oh, dude, oh. he was always awesome there. <laughs> I know. He the always got quiz. it done. He was the only running us. back who succeeded there except Doug Martin. And, when he know, felt like it. Yeah, also, I'm looking on the list here. Years. I don't think we said anything about David Montgomery from the Bears. Which oh, yeah. We're going to get to these guys. Yeah, I just wanted to identify. List, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I'll put my flag in uh, the Kalen Balazs yeah. area. Yeah, I, I, but I, even if you want to just put Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones in the same category, whoever is starting for them by the end of the preseason, they're going to be a 12th round pick. And yes. why not take the shot on them? Yeah, they're going to start. Know, like that, was our, that was our thinking they're with gonna Peyton Barber last year right. when he won the job. Well, I mean, so, uh, I think the general consensus was drafting Ronald Jones back then, though. It was. The 12th round. So you could say, why not? Because I tried last year and Ronald Jones yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah. exactly. The thing is, in the 12th round, if you're getting you know, even a one-third shot at yeah. a starter at, a run, at the running back position, you go for it. Right. Uh, how about uh, Rex Burkhead and Damian Harris? There's always something weird going on in the Patriots' backfield. We know that. This is the first year... That Just go away. Like, we That's think what that I they want. They have the two back. I want Rex Burkhead to get traded. <laughs> I I mean, so do I, because he's on my dynasty team. <laughs> but if if these guys um, all are going to coexist, it's going to be really difficult. And I think we're getting back to those difficult Patriot days uh, where James White becomes Shane Vereen and everyone else becomes troublesome. Whoever. And I think yeah, Sony Michelle nobody's. obviously leads the camp, but. If Damian Harris is catching on, they spent a high pick on him. Yeah, they did. Higher than most uh, running back picks in like recent history. Round. The only the only running back they've committed to higher, it was third round. The only running back they've had a higher draft capital commitment to is Sony Michelle in yeah. like the last decade. Oh, yeah. So that does say that they like him um, if you want to play that argument. But Rex Burkhead, when healthy, plays. Yeah. Don't forget. You know, a couple of years ago, I remember watching this game in Malta. If you're an old listener of the show, yeah, at like 3 a.m. Um, uh, Thursday night football, uh, Patriots Chiefs, that yeah. first game oh, of the yeah. season. Who walked out there as a starter? Yeah. Mike Gillisley. No, Rex Burkhead started that game, got hurt, and then Gillisley scored like three plunges. Yeah, he did, and then was irrelevant shortly thereafter. And we got killed for telling people to bench Gillisley. Yeah, but that's just that was just, the nature of the beast. What what can you do? Rex yeah. Burkhead literally started the game. Yeah, and that's my point is that when he's available and when he's active, he gets work. Right. Yeah. And so you might be able to start in week one. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not saying that you should start him, or maybe you can if you're in a in a tough place. 
But the fact that he gets work makes those other people harder to commit to right. in your fantasy lineup. Yeah, I yeah. know. I think the whole the whole takeaway is like stay away from Sony. Yeah, Michelle, and if you want to like, apply that to Damian Williams, as much as I love Sony, not Michelle. Damian Williams to Damian Harris. Right. Yeah. Then now we're just getting levels and levels to it. Yeah. I think yes. James White's role is secure, but right. I think he's expensive this year. Um, that's my speech. Madison on the Vikings. I, I'm blanking on his first name. Alexander. Alexander. So Alexander Madison. We always talk about Dalvin Cook getting hurt. And so this is the guy that they have behind him right now. He is this could be different. So similar skill-wise to Latavius Murray that they just realized that they'd have to pay Latavius Murray. Right. And then they went out and drafted Latavius Murray instead. He's a big guy. He's good in short yardage. And he has passing game chops. Latavius Madison. He's Latavius Murray. Name. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if you have trouble remembering his first name, we can just call him Latavius. Latavius Madison. Madison. Yeah, that might, that might be a little bit. Yeah. It's a long name, though. It might be tough. It to sounds really regard. fancy. Yes, it does. I think, is sounds Latavius like shorter he should than be Alexander? a butler at like a, a castle. Somewhere. It's more syllables for sure. Yeah, but and he um, be a Dalvin Cook obviously injury history. So and we hope he's healthy. Yeah, we're not saying this because we're like if ah, you're going to draft Cook. Dalvin Cook, you can just snag this guy yeah. in the fifteenth and kind of save yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, and the fact is, is that he could wind up having standalone value. Yep. I think though that they're going to commit to Dalvin before they give this guy any value. Like yeah, week one, you might be like, oh man, I've got an RB one with Dalvin. Cook. Yeah. yeah. And this guy could sneak in. Right. Yeah. But I think end. like. In the beginning, he he could be a nobody. So you could draft him in the fifteenth if you're afraid of Dalvin injury history. Right. But otherwise, like if you're like full you got go, it. you're playing the long game. Yeah, because you could get that spot for somebody else and then add him in like week three or four when the dust settles. Yeah. Speaking of playing the long game, the last running back we have to mention, you're playing half of a season's worth of the long game uh, with Kareem Hunt. Now, yep. that's the too long game. You, you're not going to draft. It's him. tempting. He's he, are, are you not? Of, what if you're what if he's there in like the tenth round and your team's like pretty stacked? Yes, he's like your fifth running back. I don't I don't if I'm stacked then I won't feel like I need him. That's I a guess. good point. Actually. Yeah, I that's, guess. A, that's a good point. But that's but, the only way you get him. You know, you have to yeah. be stacked. You have if okay. Here's how I get him. Right, you're six and zero. Oh. You go so six you're not and drafting oh. him then. But here's the thing: you if you maybe right. I don't draft him. Maybe I wanted to and someone else picks him. Yeah. If I'm six and zero. Oh, I'll go trade for uh, Kareem Hunt. I'll ship the bench, my whole bench for him. If my and team's and six maybe and he just goes crazy. What's the difference? Yeah. You know what You're I mean? The, yeah. I've got to win. For the yeah, I'm pretty much in. Maybe win one, yeah. one more game. Yeah. So that's the kind you of situation. You just pray that he blows up. Yeah. That's the kind of situation. That. But I don't I even know Kareem that he's going to. Like, I'm really No, like, there's no well, guarantee. They don't pass the ball to Chubb. Duke Johnson is clashing with the organization. Who knows? So Duke Johnson changed Asians The fact is is that they can get him involved in the passing game if their offense is going to be prolific and have all the bells and whistles that they have right, firing they ahead, have, yep. then Kareem Hunt will have value, and that's that's just the way it is. Will he win you a championship? It remains to be seen. Right. So that's why uh, I, maybe. I feel like he's a 6-0 and guy. If, you have like, if you're in a keeper league and the, everyone you keep is like just incredible, then Kareem Hunt. Right. I think yeah. you're right. you got to have the deck loaded in your favor. A couple third-stringer guys I just want to mention by name to keep an eye on. Uh, Ozigbo on the Saints. Cool name, yeah. Phenomenal. Just a third stringer. We said that about yeah. Alvin Kamara. Um, people yeah. work in. We've we've said this before. All the time. Uh, Cadet Sproles, all these guys who are on the team. Not that he um, grades out to someone like that, but the fact is, is they get people involved. Um, what's his name on the uh, on the Falcons? Edo Smith. So it's not Edo Smith. No, no, no. There's Edo. There's competition in the Edo Smith world, and uh, I'm blanking on the name. But I'll get it to you in a sec. 
Yeah, I got nothing for you on that one, Tommy. I well, mean, the third string running back <laughs> in Chicago, too, is either Mike Davis or uh, what, is it Singletary? David Montgomery. David Montgomery. So, yeah. like, if Montgomery's going to be on this list, I guess Mike Davis should probably be as well. Because well, we had Mike Davis ranked. We did. That's and right. And I think that the you know the rankings update might actually we might actually have to just flip David Montgomery and Mike Davis. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, because it kind of seems like David Montgomery is going to. Can't be the believe starter. I forgot yeah. to name this cool Quadre Allison. Okay. And I mean, he's going to be competing with Edo Smith. So yeah. if we're going to be on the Edo Smith uh, team, yeah. we should pay attention. The other guy out there is Brian Hill, who hasn't necessarily impressed. So he's but probably played last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every that's why I bring this guy up, especially because when Devontae Freeman goes down. Which we think is a foregone. Not if. Yeah, we think is a foregone <laughs> conclusion. Yeah, um, that's when you've played these guys like Ward and like uh, anyone who just starts weird guys, right? right like, yeah. Especially in like a deeper standard league or something like that. So there's a path for Quadre Allison to be a uh, actual player in the fantasy sphere. For yeah. sure. For, for sure. sure. Forgot his name though. Sorry, Quadre. You're my boy. <laughs> we won't ever again. We'll move on to receiver now. And Scott, uh, your receiver that you have identified is a, a pretty big name. He's been a big name before. He's, yeah. It was a big acquisition. Didn't quite pan out. So what can you tell me about Allen Robinson? I mean, he's just shown the potential to be really good. And if Mitch Trubisky makes any strides forward, it kind of seems like it will need to go through him as their kind of, you know, their their ex receiver and the guy that, you know, would, would garner the most targets in that offense, I think. Obviously, they really spread it out, and I think that's why he didn't make our consensus top 40 because all of us weren't willing to put him within, you know, our top 30, and, you know, one of us probably spiked him down pretty far, and it's reasonable. Probably. But, you know, he will get drafted pretty late. You know, he'll probably be like a 7th, 8th, ninth round type of guy that I has think? given you – like WR one upside. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. People might take I think, a shot a little earlier. I mean, if they do, I think it, you know, you're if you take him in like the sixth or seventh round, you know, you start to come into that like he's going to be my starter flex range. Yeah. I think that's a, like way too ballsy for me. But he's a guy that we didn't bring up on the rankings episodes, and a guy that is you know proven to be a yeah. really good receiver in the past. So yeah, someone he's worth who up. someone who easily finishes in the top inside the top forty. If all goes correctly. Yeah. yeah. He, exactly. he averaged. If not it, even all goes correctly. Yeah. In half point PPR, he averaged 9.7 points per game. It's really like he that wasn't bad. that far off from That's being a wide startable. receiver too, yeah. which he was being drafted Extremely as last startable. year. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, if you're going to get that, like I said, the seventh, eighth round area where you're not counting on him every week, right. especially with the way that we draft, you're not counting on him every week then. You know, I think that's that's fine. It's a fine spot to take him because his upside could be a top, you know, right. top four round pick next yeah. year. Yes. Uh, Tom, we'll go to you. Yeah, this is a guy I've mentioned on one episode this year. The rookie I episode. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He's not no, a rookie. Um, Off-season I, acquisitions, maybe? Yeah, maybe so. Or team I, previews? I rem- maybe team. No, I don't know. It wasn't team It previews. was early. Probably off-season acquisitions. Yeah. Because I think we were talking about how Jamison Crowder left. Yes. Yeah, probably. Which is part and parcel about why this guy's going to have value. And that man, he's the all-time high school receiving yards leader. Hashtag stats. And he's ready to show the world that he didn't peak at 18. Can you give his name? I, I'm just, just I want to. I know, I know, but like, I want to ask. I have a question that I don't want to forget. Quinn. Thank you. Who, do you have any idea who Trey Quinn's quarterback was in high school? Quinn Brady. No, <laughs> his brother. You better believe I'm Googling that right yeah, now. You know, I, I hope it's. I, I would figure it's got to be somebody pretty good if he's racking up it's that many yards. Not to be confused with Trey Quan Smith, by the way. Yeah, right. Don thought I was, I was going like. To. I was like, wow, Traquan Smith on first-name basis already, Tom? You're like, that's not who I'm talking about. Yeah, so Trey Quinn. 
Um, the reports there are glowing, by the way, about Trey Quan. Trey, Trey Damn it. Now oh you got God. me doing it, Don. <laughs> Trey Quinn. All right, he's Trey locked. Quinn was Mr. Irrelevant in the 2018 draft. Yeah, and he's Mr. Irrelevant this year, buddy. To Tom, right now, baby. Well, you think about it. I think who's going to be the starting quarterback for week one? Keenum. 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 Most like, I mean, Keenum. 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 It's going to be Keenum, I yeah. think. He'll lose the job by week three, but he'll start week one. <laughs> but if he plays well, he's done that through slot receivers. Last year, Emmanuel Sanders. And people might just say that this is my Emmanuel Sanders love no, showing up in a new way. No, but it doesn't make it any less true. It doesn't make it any less true. You're exactly right. Yeah. Then you get him over in Minnesota right. the year prior. Adam Thielen, pretty good receiver. Yeah. Also, he, it doesn't make seemed, it any less true because we praise the hell these, out of him, too. He seemed to use these guys in an abundance, right? Yeah, for sure. O- almost a month ago, they said that Trey Quinn is locked in for the slot role on this team. And who it. said that? Gruden. So it's pretty much <laughs> the coach. a foregone conclusion right. that he is the slot receiver. And we talk about how Jamison Crowder left. Things we don't talk about. Paul Richardson, Josh Doxson. We don't talk about them. No. They are, they've been Why frustrating we? to fantasy uh, We've talked more Trey Quinn than any other Redskins receiver. But that's the thing. That's that short yardage target. He's tough. He's got good hands. He's the guy yeah. who like plays in the slot. It's like right. what you want out of a slot receiver. Yeah. I think um, last year he gets cut short. Uh, his season only plays three games, so he's very under the radar. His yeah, average draft like position off. is negative 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> and you get this guy for free. If you're in a full-point PPR league, no matter where you draft him, basically, is a steal. Yeah, well, I mean, considering you can get him wherever you like in the late rounds. So uh, don't pick him in the fifth round. Yeah, but <laughs> there, it's it's not. I'm not saying he's going to return fifth round value. Come on, but I'm saying it's yeah. not impossible either. I guess it's not. I'm it, saying you take him in. Pretty damn impossible. I'd say 11, 12, 13, you know, those Yeah, rounds. right, right, exactly. I just but, wanted to make sure yeah, we clarify. Shoot that. your shot on it. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you'll get the, the, you know, the high school man that he wants. Yeah, he's was. a fine flyer. Did you find his quarterback? Of course I did. Kenan Fontano. Wow. So it was five foot nine. It was Trey Quinn just working it out. It was Trey Quinn. Yeah. They also had Gavin Nettles, who has no height or weight listed. Garrett Williams, Matthew Cotrera. This is crucial to the podcast. And Logan Bath. I just wanted to make sure everybody knows. Logan Bath sounds like a quarterback. That we will find a way to get you Trey Quinn's (laughs) high school school quarterback. quarterback. Who taught him English in ninth grade? Do you want me to pull up the high school staff directory? There's no. Oh, you actually could do that. I found the high school. Yeah, I found the high school. I yeah, he's get, actually pretty young. So don't yeah. actually don't figure that out. But okay. I, I I admire your straight to the matter yeah. solution. Right. You guys ready for my receiver? Yeah. How do you guys feel about Trey Quinn? I love him. I think you make a great case for him. The I think full PPR. I think I'm going to get him PPR, in every yeah. league that I'm not in with you. Yeah, probably. Got to be full PPR. Yeah. I probably won't draft him, but I could see myself plucking him off the waiver. He will be my fifteenth round pick. He will be on those waiver wire articles, and we yeah, will talk about sure. adding him. And we'll talk about this conversation right now. Yeah, yeah. He'll and be the a waiver one before wire that we don't point. remember when it was. Yeah. Uh, my wide receiver is Marquez Valdez Scantling. Now Scott and I have kind of gone back and forth about this all season three of Run Up the Score. We're kind of like he thinks it's going to be Geronimo Allison as the Packers yes. number two receiver. I think it's going to be Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's been the star of Puff P season in the it's Packers both. camp. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling working out with Randy Moss this offseason. 
And what's Randy nice, Moss don't just work out with tr- the Trey Quinns of the world. Excuse okay. you. What's nice for Valdez Scantling is he can play like outside and in the slot, so like he can move around with Adams because they're going to move Adams all over the place. So yeah. wherever they want to put Adams, they can just put Valdez Scantling, you know, in that other spot. Yeah, and they could do the same with Allison, but like. Valdez Scantling's kind of like a bigger receiver. I think I think Allison's the playmaker out of them. How but quickly that's the difference we for forget us. that Aaron Rodgers usually has three awesome. fantasy relevant yeah. wide receivers. Yeah. True. It's Very those true. three. That's that's my opinion on the matter. Agreed. Um I think they're all pretty flexible. I know that they say like, oh, such and such is now gonna be our slot guy. Right. But they said that like Last year, then they changed it. They're saying it now. They'll probably change it, and they're all flexible. Seems they like want. they've all had to get reps at every position yeah, at some so point. so it's like, at, at what point can't they do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So at any point in the game, they can get the ball to any of these guys if they so chose. Right. And I think because of that, they're all going to have value, and I think it is those three. Sorry, Jake Kumaro. Yeah. Although they do like him. Yes, so I don't they wanna, do like him a lot. Assault him and Equinemi is St. Brown. Uh, I yeah, don't yeah. think much and of him either. Then, Who's the other one? Javon Jay Sternberger. Moore. Yeah, Javon Moore. Javon Moore was the highest drafted of these. I think it's Javon. Javon. Javon Moore. Jumanji. He was, the, he was the highest drafted one, the highest draft capital invested. Yes. But the Packers took so many that I think they just value them all the same. Yeah. And uh, they see who shows out in practice and seems like it's those guys. Yeah. Seems all like right. it's MBS. I mean, Geronimo, Allison. a little more senior, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. that's why uh, I think that is one tick in the column of Scott. Anyone in the, in the tenth round, like those two, Allison or MVS, if you're yeah. in the tenth round with either one, go ahead. Trey yeah. Quinn. Tra- <laughs> no, you gotta wait a little longer. Trey Quinn, tenth round, maybe. Eleven. We have so 12. many receivers to talk about, uh, but I'm a lot of them are in Trey pairs. Uh, let's start with Pittsburgh. We touched on this in the mock draft episode, actually, uh, with James Washington and Dante Moncrief. That situation for who's going to be the second wide receiver. I think we all First have the same all, opinion on this. Yeah, the second wide receiver in the Steelers' offense is Vance McDonald. I don't know if that was it. That's the hope, but I agree. I totally just parroted you, but that is the hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that Dante Moncrief is good enough to annoy everyone always. Everyone within the whole receiving court. It's really what he's always done. Yeah. Like, the good thing about Dante Moncrief is he has a little bit of a history. When he was playing with Andrew Luck, the games he played, he often scored, right? Yeah, he was pretty good. So, hopefully he's like a... A red he was zone pretty guy. good for the Jags last year, too, in a limited capacity. Yeah. And he's got a wicked good celebration. We always give a little tip of the cap. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that because they passed so much, these three guys could have value, but I think it's more likely that James Washington and Just Dante an Moncrief kind of eat you. into each other. I would put Dante Moncrief above. And Agreed. I believe I've said that before. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm you with you on that, like, Tom. You could even bunch in Will Fuller and Kiki Kute into like the same thing. I think they're yeah, just like we were going to talk about that. Gonna too. eat into each other. Like I they're both good receivers, but they might eat into each other. Kiki Kute is being drafted like I don't know five rounds after Will Fuller, and he catches more balls. He's going to outscore Will Fuller, but he also he, as seems, long as as long Will as Fuller gets healthy. hurt, which he always does. People accidentally view them the same yeah. because they're seldom available at the same time, right? But. Uh, they play very different they, roles. They play really different. They can coexist, which is kind of nice. And that that's true, too. It's and almost, they can both eat without cutting into DeAndre Hopkins, which is what makes this Texans offense look so good. But I think Kiki Hute, he's the guy you want because you can get him so much later than Will Fuller. And I think he catches more balls, and I think his health is probably um, – I think it's a better bet than Will Fuller's, which has been yeah. tragic. You know what else is tough for Will Fuller? Like, and I know this is like a you know his a, body. A, it's kind of like a like good paper. problem to have, but 
when Will Fuller plays, you feel like you have to play him mm. because he could catch those two 50-yard touchdowns. Yeah. But, like, and if you're looking at your team and you're pretty stacked at wide receiver, you have to make these really tough decisions because you just can feel compelled to play Will Fuller. And he could easily get hurt in the middle of the game and not catch a single ball. You're right. I play in a, a league with a really shallow bench. Yeah. Like, it's intentional that way. And I had to drop Will Fuller. And right. it pained me. Because, like, the next game, he, like, scores. Right. It's like, so tough. Ugh. It's and tough then, to like, have him. the game him. after that, he's, like, done for the year. So, I'm he's like, He's a tough well, guy to own. That's he's why a really I can't tough guy to own. that guy. Yeah. I, he, that's why I've never really I've never really drafted him. I like him as a player when he actually does Don play. was in love. Don was smitten when he first I picked him up his rookie year. He scored twice in the first two weeks. And yeah. then week three, he took a punt back. Was Wasn't say. he screaming hot in the middle of last year, too? He was he's always screaming He's hot. unbelievable. It goes to what you He scored eight touchdowns in, like, five games with Deshaun. Watson before he another guy though like if he's around in like the you know eighth ninth round and I'm deep I feel like I'm really deep he's kind of a guy that you know why not he's a perfect add him in he's a perfect guy to target if you're waiting on a lot of this conversation just goes to show how good Deshaun Watson is yes he's amazing MVP baby um one more pairing to talk about Manny Sanders and Deshaun Hamilton um same role in the Joe Flacco offense short to intermediate range yeah yeah um, I obviously was a huge Manny Sanders guy last year, uh, but and we all I, loved Hamilton traded. last year. Yes, you, Manny, you Manny could traded? get traded. Yeah, I could see that. As so. long as he, he'd have to show out and show that he's re- like healthy and one hundred. I think he's got to play week but, one, or he's got to come back before. Like, if he doesn't start the season on the pup, yeah. I think he's a good he's a good shot. To Him get not traded. being in camp hurts his chances. Yes. It could be traded. a kill shot though. Like if they trade him oh, the yeah. way they did Demarius Thomas, Golden at, Tate. Yeah, like. It could it could be a career sad, ender, which is really yeah. sad. But I think that it will be difficult for them both to survive. Yeah, and I actually lean Deshaun Hamilton, Deshaun Hamilton. He's younger Me too because I he think he was it really could get, good. He, he was, was great, perfectly startable down the stretch. Yeah, and I and I've said this before. I kind of want to usher in the Deshaun Hamilton era. It makes I like sense him. too. It makes sense. That's why I said maybe trade Sanders at least get a pick for him. Or yeah, something. just makes me sick to my stomach. It of course, hurts. it hurts to say goodbye, yeah. but sometimes you gotta. Yep. Manny Sanders for a conditional draft pick. You heard it here first. Ouch. How about Curtis Samuel? Tom's boy. I like him a lot. It's difficult to not like him. I like the guy like, because he's like a gadgety guy, but he plays a ton of snaps. Yeah. And when you have that, you have a chance to hit home runs on any play. That's They can't give the ball to Christian McCaffrey really. every play. They can try. Can they? They might. They I thought they tried they last year. It yeah. went okay. But yeah. I just think this is a guy who not a lot of problems like these other guys they have like issues um yeah. i think his role is pretty solidified he just so happened to not make the list right yeah right. Right. and that's all it is yeah and same he, thing with uh, because i think his floor isn't as solidified as basically everybody on the list right. like no, he, yeah, his floor he could is, have you know zero weeks but he could just absolutely explode other yeah. weeks yeah He's one of those guys that is in. Obviously, he's, he's not, extremely young too. He's not Tyree Kill, but he's in the. He should get like five carries, five yeah. screens, and like five deep balls every week. The and five, if five, you did five, that yeah. for him, nice. you know, obviously this guy would be the limit. Right. But we'll see what they do. And uh, we all actually brought up at different times during our our dinner before we started this episode. We all brought up Jamison Crowder playing yeah. for the Jets. Going to be the slot guy. They're talking about moving for a young outside for him, especially now. That Chris Herndon will be out for the first four games officially. Yeah, we've finally reached the verdict on the Chris Herndon situation, and now he is 
absolutely undraftable. When we do the rankings update episode, we'll be re- we'll be going over this again. You cannot draft him. You cannot store him for the first four weeks of the season and like prevent yourself from getting one of the hot waiver wire ads of the season week because five, you want Chris Herndon. Week five through the end of the season, we might get two potential tight end ones back, though, with Chris Herndon and with Benjamin Watson. Yes. Chris Herndon could be, so a, be, on the stash, for week he five. Could be a stash week three. Yes. Add drop week three. Yes. Okay. We're going to yeah. be all over that. Like late Sunday week three if, and just I hold mean, them for one extra If you're week. rocking with like Jason Witten. Why not? And you're already yeah. streaming. <laughs> yeah. It's like you may as well just stash it. Right. You, yeah. But yeah. You, know, you have to have the roster space yeah, and yeah. stuff. But you're we'll right. get to it yeah. when it comes. Yeah. But, that, but I foresee that. But yeah. we say all of that to say this. His absence creates a, a even bigger opportunity on this Jets offense for Jamison Crowder. What I really like about the Jets offense is that it seems like everyone has their place you know, yeah. i always like an offense like yeah that. me too it's very predictable for fantasy i think inunua and robbie are on the outside and we've got crowder in the middle like yes. it's that's just what it is and the perfect signing was the additional wide receiver they added who josh bellamy not gonna do anything, anything. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> a gonna, good point he's, he's perfect, gonna return kicks he's a perfect buffer to you know, to just like, like look at the look at the signing and be like, oh, okay, good. They didn't yeah. do anything to clout my mind. Yeah, yeah. you're one hundred percent right. So on that's that. what I like about that. They all yeah. have their place. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Tyreek Hill. Is that why you were grimacing? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's looking more and more likely that he will be available mid-season, week four, week four, week two. We're week three. I think and then you start back. to gauge. I think four how many... is the highest of hopes. Now I think there's the no settings, way, right, Tom. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down it's to gotta. for me. There's no way to me that we don't know exactly what his suspension is before the preseason starts. Like we're gonna know before preseason kicks off. We I, have preseason. To. I don't know. Do you man. Think, I think so. Do you think that this could be a Zeke situation? They didn't Brady play in the preseason before the Deflate Gate. Well, you're allowed to play in the preseason if you're suspended. You oh. just you can't like once this regular season starts, you're away from the you're team right, for right, however right, long right. you're suspended well, for. It depends on your uh your what's the word? Suspension? Oh. Well, depends yeah. what you've done. Yeah, right? you could get team suspension you can get, that could uh, keep you yeah. away. Like too. Sean Payton couldn't even call his assistant coaches during Bounty Gate. Martavis yes. Bryant can't even be in the building, you know, no. that sort of thing. But Josh Gordon has to be in Turks and Caicos, I think. <laughs> How's he gonna get funny. by? What Scott brought up though, um, it's almost like just to me as like a side conversation. Uh, I want to elaborate on it. How, when we say it comes down to the playoffs, right? Right. So like if you're in a, this is a, one of our oldest strategies in the book, but it's tried and true. Yeah. If you're in a 10 man league where six people make it, you're more inclined to take a risk on a guy who's suspended a la Tyreek Hill. Yes. Last Especially year, a guy like Tyreek yeah. Hill though. Julian Edelman, uh, Brady in past, yep. you know, things yes. like that. Um, if you're in a league, which they're barbaric, but they're out there. <laughs> yes, yes. A twelve-man league. Maybe you play on ESPN, and only four teams make the playoffs. Even a ten-man, where only four make the playoffs. Things it's like that, you know, risky. And, or you know that like it gets really dicey. You need yeah. every week. You need every week, and to sacrifice where Tyreek Hill would be going with a four-game suspension, let's say three, four, five, six round somewhere in that range. Too high. You need those players. You, yes. You absolutely need those picks. And to sacrifice a, a like a win now to win later is a risky gambit. Cause yes, because you, you don't know if you're going to win later. You know that if you play fantasy football, you can drop 125 and lose and your 126. Opponent can drop 126. <laughs> yep. And you can you can you can cry about it, but yes. it won't change. And probably anything. will. And you will. And I, I, I certainly do. would. Yes. I do every every so often. I get a little welled up. 
get a, get get in that fetal position and have a good but cry. But that's the case to make yeah. Tyree kill. It's kind of like Bizarro's uh, Kareem Hunt strategy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yes. it's the opposite <laughs> idea, right? Like your team needs to be loaded. So you can't take this risk on right now. That's right. how it's the opposite. Of right, exactly. Yeah. But if... Like you're already loaded by the time you can, you have the chance to pick Kareem But Hunt. if you were in a 6 of 10 make the playoffs and the league is pretty, you know, lackadaisical yeah. on the waiver wire, right. you can pull some tricks. You're, you know, you're the stud of the league. You're listening to a fantasy football podcast and they all have their fingers up exactly. their butts. Then, yeah, you take Tyreek Hill. I think you do. I think you make it a point. I think it... Yeah. If, if, and if you're in a keeper league... The later he goes, the more multiplied his value becomes. Yeah, it gets scary. That gets, <laughs> you know, scary. like, yeah, I, I mentioned that in one of our group chats. Like, how yeah. do you look at Tyreek Hill in like the fourth round, and not be like, and if you're in a keeper league, and no, not be you like, can keep him in like the fourth that yeah, next year. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him. Wide yeah. receiver one last year. Yeah, right. Like, and, and three the year before, or five, five well, the year before. Yeah, one with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and five without his first, Smith. but in his first like right. go at it, I know. So it, it's just it just goes to show how worth it he really. And he is. got robbed on two touchdowns against like, the Jets. Okay, so you you'll be willing to he, draft. I don't know who was against, but I you'll remember. be willing to draft running backs in handcuffs all the time, right? Like you draft Zeke in the first round when he's suspended, and then just take Rod Smith like stupid early. Just pick McCall Hardman. Like he's. <laughs> Invisible in draft rooms right now. Yeah. Pick him in like the ninth round. We got him with our last pick in the last mock draft. Just trot him out for a couple you weeks. You don't even need to. I mean, you don't need to do that at all. You, you can, really don't. You but you can. You don't even need. I, I would actually advise you draft Dady Westbrook and just start him week one instead. But either way, especially at the receiver position, at the running back position, obviously it's a little tougher because the replacing of like a Zeke compared, you know, Zeke and Tyree yeah, yeah. Kill are kind of the same at, at the running back and receiver positions, you know, relative to their to their competition. Really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I know Kills, what you're saying. Last two seasons, yeah. half point PPR, wide receiver one and wide receiver eight. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, he's insane. Back-to-back top ten seasons and you can get him. Well, he was a fifth-round pick. It, actually, he was like a sixth-round pick. Rather, when, and he when, finished, he was when he finishes eight. wide receiver eight. And one of yeah. our favorite things to and say about Tyreek Hill. One of my boys. He then. hits, you win. Boom. Like, if he has Whoa, a Tyreek Hill week, that. you're pretty much, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's rephrase that. If, he's, if he plays well, yeah. you win. Yeah, like, but his ceiling is insane. He doesn't, like, people like to say that he has a really low floor. And if I he think, hits, he loses. <laughs> yes. I mean. There are games where His he has like a bad game, but I wouldn't actually say that it's worse than a lot of other options. Yeah, people have yeah. bad like like a Mike yeah. Evans or somebody. No, I'd yeah. say they All have about the too. same hit rate. I yeah, should stop. We gotta. Yeah, I'm yes. not even trying to do that. I know it's just tough. Um, <laughs> I would say they have the same uh, like success rate on uh, a bust game. Yeah, uh, people like to think that he busts more because he gets deep balls. Right, but in like PPR, he's still getting. You know, a screen of this or that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, he still ends up with five catches for for sixty. We're, we'll monitor this. We'll obviously update suspensions and all that. Um, yeah. You know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But as a fantasy player, he is a uh, he's a big time ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. We go to tight end now, and we talked about Chris Herndon. I wanted to bring him up. We did. Um, but Tom, this is where you really love the tight end position. Is this just grimy, mucky? <laughs> Like, I wouldn't go in it with a hazmat suit on. People don't even know the tight end of tight ends. Yeah, it's just a shame that we ranked twenty because that's like a lot of tight yeah. ends. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next year we change it to fifteen. Yeah, I mean, it's to still make this fun. episode more fun. Uh, yeah. Maybe so. Then, um, Darren Waller, just gonna throw him out there. 
And and I'm not just going to throw him out there to throw him out there. I like the guy. Who will he be playing for, Tom? The Oakland Raiders. Soon to Who be just the Las Vegas Who just gave Jared Raiders. Cook the best season of his career. Exactly. And, you know, Jared Cook kind of fell forward into that, right? Right. Before yes. then, he was not a... Uh, a standard fantasy asset. And I don't mean standard as the format. I just mean across the board, he was not an asset in fantasy football whatsoever. Right. Darren Waller actually impressing people, something that Jared Cook did nothing of the sort too. Yes. Antonio Brown, as much as I already called him a prolific uh, red zone receiver in this episode. Yeah. You know, he makes his cake on separation. This guy yeah. can make his cake on being a tight end. A big guy. A big guy. And who do I always bring up? Michael Crabtree. The best. I mean, how many? Who's still out there, by the way? That, yeah, so he's just like, old, man. He's not. But we'd keep an eye done, on him. Like, Des is still out there. He too, lands done. in a spot that we think that he's good. Where we're going to be like, yeah, okay. I don't know how many spots there are right now. I think there needs to be. Not that I want there to be, but there'd have Sadly, to be injuries that create availabilities. Yeah. yeah, I think we're in that stage of the game. Uh, same with the running back thing. Like we don't have that many interesting opinions on it because we need to see how camp shakes out. Yeah. If there's an injury, if someone's showing out. That's the thing yeah, to listen for to. Sure. So that's why you got to keep listening to the podcast, right. keep staying up to date. But I digress. Darren Waller, he's a perfectly good 15th yeah. round option. A guy you just leave the draft. A guy like, dare I say it, Charles Clay. Yes. Right. An athletic guy. Evoking the ghosts end. of tight ends past time. Yeah, but I, I mean, love it. I remember people dying of laughter when I took that guy in the 15th round and he was like tight end four yeah. by the time he got hurt. Yeah, he was awesome. And But the point is, we'll is always have he doesn't that. necessarily have to be awesome. No. He just has to be involved at all yeah. to be a startable tight end. And that's the point is I believe this guy will be involved at all. You look <laughs> around the wide receiver core, Tyrell Williams, not a towering man. Right. Antonio Brown, not a towering man. Right. Get ready to laugh. Hunter Renfro, <laughs> not a towering man. No, no. So you need a tight end with a receiving core like that. Yeah. And I think it works out. I think Derek, uh, Derek Carr has proven that he throws to the tight end. For sure. We've seen Clive Walford score how many times. So if they're going to commit to that somebody. That was annoying. It is annoying. <laughs> but it happened. If they're going to commit to happen. somebody, that's a bonus for us. You pay attention to that. You take him in the 15th round. You just walk out of your draft. Yeah. And you got something there in your back pocket. Uh, before we keep this going with the Tyro Williams slander, I'll have you know that in 2016, Tyrell Williams was wide receiver, 15. How tall is he? Wow. Uh, let me take a look for you. What are you? He's 6'3". I'll eat my words. I think he is. I think he's over close. six. He's six four. I'll eat my words. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. But he's skinny. Like well, he's a he's a bean pole. Yeah, I, 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 I actually like he's when not. You tell me he's six four. I like that. He's not yes, going out there like Michael Thomas. Though. I like that a lot. I love Tyrell Williams. Yeah. yeah so so we're, we've always had a Tyrell Williams podcast. Yeah. But. But the point remains, Hunter Renfro, small. Antonio Brown, small. Yeah. You're 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 better off having a big guy in the end zone. Yeah. Oh, another Certainly stat won't hurt. that I was I was just kind of like browsing the wide receivers because we were looking for a couple of different things. Can't believe last he's year. Uh, Antonio hot. Brown, Devontae Adams sit week fifteen. They both averaged more fantasy points per game than Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. So it's a, basically what that mean. What that means is it's assumed that if they played sixteen games, they probably one and two. They're one and two, and we're probably having a much different discussion about the wide receiver position. Well, not much different, but a different not discussion us. about the wide receiver position. Not us because we have Devontae Adams as our number one. Yeah, we see, three. and we still have we still had Brown as a top Devontae five Adams receiver didn't as well. Score under ten points. Gronk watch. Okay, Tom. Rob Gronkowski <laughs> was running routes for Tom Brady at Stanford. There's also this the weird video at the ESPYs where he's talking to Drew Brees 
and people think he says, yeah, I'm coming back. <laughs> I had to like literally put it to my now, ear and listen to, try to and figure it out. Times. Listen, but annoyingly, the video is like 20 seconds long. <laughs> Big important question. Is there a chance that they were in the buffet line? No. Because Gronk seems like a two plate buffet guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm retired. I'm having plate number two. Yeah. I plate number two is so important. For some when reason, you're in a buffet I, situation. I don't think I'm not on team Gronk coming back. I did this as a joke. I'm a single full, plate pilot. It's not crazy. Tom, are you a, like a one one or two thing at a time buffet lane guy or like a plate piler like me? I'm a loose cannon. Oh, okay. Tom you're, goes you're, in you're with just no a wild plan. card. You've always abandoned. been a wild card. Crab leg plate, egg rolls, soup, ice cream. Are we talking you're, Chinese you're, buffet? No, we're Matthew. talking like the buffet to, at the wedding that we went to like a month and a half ago. Uh, You know. Yeah. Don't remember loose that. Cannon. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, Scott, you had Hawkinson on the dock. Yeah. Care to elaborate? I mean, he's a he's a highly drafted player in an offense that I think could be losing some games. So he could – I think he's not going to leave the field a lot. And for that reason, there's a lot of worse uh, routes you can go. Yeah, but and they've tried to make that, the tight end much. work there before. Yeah. Right. They just so, haven't necessarily been able to do that. I think it'll be annoying, but he'll have some nice games. They've targeted Ebron in that offense in the red zone. To a sickening degree, yeah. That people were even when they had like Megatron, (laughs) yeah. So I mean, the fact is, is that they're going back to the well with a first round tight end. Yep. And And they think they got it right this time. You're right. So that's the thing. You know, there's evidence to support the claim. I agree that he could be a thing. Yeah. But as we say always, first year tight end, it's a little risky. Know what the great thing about buffets are, though? Wait, I have one. Big opportunity. Oh, another <laughs> tight end? No, I just have one more thing to say about the Lions in general. Just a quick tidbit. How one more we, buffet take? We can't yeah. do any more. We have to do as much Golden coverage Corral. of the Lions as So this will go Golden to the, the tight end over there, my quarterback over here, and all the wide receivers over there and that we love and know. Right. I never forget about Anquan Bolden's eight touchdowns no, here there. No, never. Never. Those touchdowns got to go somewhere. Yes. And Two years ago, they, they went to Marvin Jones. And Where did who, they go last year? Well, who do they get in the back. slot now? Danny Amendola. They're not going there. No. He's not even going to play, gonna play the whole double season. digit games. So those touchdowns are going to go somewhere. They're going to get spread amongst Hawkinson. You got to think Galladay, Galladay gets a hopefully. big chunk of those, though, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's a he's a good enough receiver to really make some noise he, in the red zone. But yeah. so is Marvin. Yeah. They nicknamed him Babytron before Calvin Johnson's grave was even cold. Yeah, they, they're they're still angry at each other. Babytron and Megatron? Just Megatron and the Lions. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the Lions were probably like, can you come back, please? And he was like, nah. I'm well, good. no. They asked him to give his signing part of his signing bonus back. Yeah, it's a money thing. No when he signed that it's mega It's a money deal. thing. And he was like, no. <laughs> like, I gave you. like I gave you the best years of my life. He truly did. Anyway, best part about buffets, leftovers. Right, there's so much food there. Full circle. You bring a Tupperware you in, could, in yeah. your purse. Oh, I think yeah. there's. A, oh, you got to go in the purse. Yeah. Yeah, got to be in the purse well, or I, fanny pack, cross body bag, cross body bag. Scott's a big cross body bag, yeah, guy, as, as we you all can know. imagine. Uh, Scott's also on Twitter at WagsFF. Tom's on Twitter at HillierFF. I'm on Twitter at Why So Serious. You can connect with the show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at RutsFF. We will see everybody next week, which is going to be, I think, our last episode of July. We're That's how the there. calendar works. It possibly. is how the calendar works. Yeah, so it's not keep your eyes one. on that it's calendar. not even our last one. <laughs> no, it's not. Of course not. Why do I even say it? Keep I don't scoring. know. You always got to tease him. Yep. 